When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This episode of the Progress Report is brought to you by our good neighbors at State Farm. So let's get started with the show. Before we start the show, we want to let you know that this episode is in partnership with State Farm. They are committed to the black futures, just like we are here at the Progress Report. We have a very special guest for you today, and this episode is brought to you with the help of our good neighbors over here at State Farm. Uh-huh, it's me, the Go 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 the Fly Guy DC. And listen, man, I'm up here with the Progress Report, and I just got my goddamn Progress Report. And listen, man, y'all know I'm an all-A student, and I'm talking about I got all A's, okay? 4.0, I got that marketing, I got an A. I got quality, of course that shit was an A. My creativity, come on, man, y'all talking to the GOAT. My work ethic, y'all already know my work ethic is insane. My branding, y'all really want to talk branding with me? My originality, I told y'all, man. Gotta be original. And of course, my influence, music, of course, that was an A. You don't believe me? Here I go right here. It's me, Fly Guy DC, and I just got my progress report with the progress report. And guess what? Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. You dig? Progress report. It's your girl, Lila Shepard. A boss, but the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel, and this is the progress report. We ain't stay at nine. Tune in every time. We don't do no cap. Report only facts. The Progress Report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. Boss Britt, the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel. This is the Progress Report of Black History Month, man. We got a goat in the building, man. Young living oh. legend. <laughs> the one and only. It. Yes, man. Fly Guy DC, I'm checking in. Yes, sir. Report. Yes, sir, Let's man. Go. Welcome. You got that radio thank voice you, already. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta step my shit Hell up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nah, for sure. But nah, we, we really appreciate you being here. You know, you're doing a lot of great things um, for the culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we, de- we definitely been wanting to make this happen. And what better month than Black History Month? Absolutely right. And I appreciate you all for having me, man. It's an honor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's lit. Well, first, you know, we got to get a little icebreaker game popping. And we're going to get into some good things, some questions and okay. all that good okay. stuff. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, we, so we know, we know, you know, uh, you be on the mic. So, like, when you rock in the parties, you kind of low-key got to know the lyrics to songs. Uh-huh. All right. So, we just going to see if you know um, what song this is. All right. But I'm not going to say it, like, to the... <laughs> flow they say it. I'm just going to read it out. Okay. All right? But I feel like you do because you, you be on your shit. Alright? Deja keep on calling. Say it again? Deja keep on calling. She ready to pull up. As soon as I get there I walk in. I put her in a full Nelson. You know that. Wait. <laughs> it's crazy that it sound like that but you definitely know this. But you got you to gotta say it how they say it because Deja keep on calling. It sounds like something little baby would say, first off. <laughs> okay. We gotta give Deja keep on calling. Yeah, it sounds like something a... little baby would say. Okay. Deja keep on calling. She right full up. I'm it's, on it's my way. I'm going fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming home to get you. My dog. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? I'm chilling. Okay, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Let's go. I'm not saying it to the beat, all right? <laughs> I got him addicted. He fiending. My body a drug, he needed. He begging me for treatment, 
He throw a fit when I leave him. Mm. Mm. Of course, that's a female. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know that one too. I got him addicted. He fiending. My body a drug. He needed. He begging me for the treatment. He throw a fit when I leave him. Mm. Is that Lola Brooke? Mm. No. Wow. Mm. Y'all, yeah, yeah, it's throwing me off. Because yeah. it's not the Cause tone. Because it's not the tone. I got you. <laughs> Megan, it big old freak. Phone a friend, he's like, yo, help me out. Like, I ain't got no lifelines. <laughs> <laughs> it's Megan, big old freak. You knew that one. Wow. Go ahead, say it, say it in the flow. Yeah, can you say in it in the flow? It sounds so good. <laughs> say it again. I got him addicted. He fiending my body a drug. He needed. Ow. Uh, he yeah, drug. see, you got to hit the ad lib and all that. <laughs> I'm going to do it next time. I'm going to do it next time. All right, all right. Y'all got me looking bad out here. All right. You going to get this next one. She sucked a ninja, ninja, N-word, so got a cash app. Told him wipe a ninja nose, say slack, slack. <laughs> I won't never sell my soul, and I can back that. And I really want to know where you're at, at. You know that's Roddy Rich. Yeah, there we go. That's Roddy Rich. What song called? Uh, uh, pull another. I'm not in my club mode right now. That's Roddy. Look, that's Roddy. Box. Box. Yeah, box. 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 All right. Y'all look, y'all killing me because I'm not I in know. club mode right now. Though. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, y'all giving me all, all right. that. I got, I got one more. Well, I'm gonna see if all y'all know this. Let's all right. Okay. Well, first of all, let me say those are all songs that you helped break. Wow, that is a fact. Okay. That is a fact. That was dope. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. It's unfortunate you didn't know it in the way I said it, but don't worry. Yeah, make, make. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Okay, but let me know if y'all know this. All okay. y'all, okay? I'm clean like dish detergent. On Patron, yeah, I'm gone. Purple by the zone, yeah, I'm smoking strong. And yeah, I'm, you know I'm gone. Hmm? Swag surf. Swag surf. You know that? Damn. Purple by the zone. Yeah, see, just wow. what the, the thing throwing me off is the way you said it. I know. It. Like, it's I'm, like reading I, I, it. I hope we won't be anyway, so it's all good. But <laughs> but uh, y'all know that's a college Yeah, anthem. absolutely right. That's an and anthem right I actually there. seen you do that song live at Opera when oh, I man. very first used to visit Atlanta. And I was man. like, yo, this nigga know how to work the fucking crowd. Because I also Dang. host in MC parties. Uh -huh. But it's a difference between like having crowd control. Yes. And I will say, like, you definitely... Man, I appreciate that. One of my idols, like no cap. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that dude. Hard I appreciate as fuck. that. Oh, yeah, opera. That's yeah, so where my bell at. Opera. It ain't <laughs> yeah, even yeah. opera no more. Yeah, right? opera it's, no more. It's like um, they sectioned domain, it out. Domain. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Domain. Now. They got a main. That shit used to be yeah. hard as fucking mm. that bitch, boy. Whole club. Wow. Opera used to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well. Mm. Thanks for playing our game. Yeah, I feel bad though. <laughs> like, like nah, it's nah. okay. It, it was, was a tough one. It was, it was me. A tough it's one. not good. It's all good. But salute to you because um I did hear you talk about um those records and how you almost got, you know, like mm. in trouble for mm -hmm. actually believing them before the actual um the the big stations did mm -hmm. or the execs did or whatever. And y'all push those. Y'all put the y'all put the gas behind that. Absolutely so. right. Absolutely. Yes. That's hard. So we gonna start it from the top. You know, take it back from, you know, how did you get your name and where are you from originally? Oh man, I'm from Washington, DC. DC. Um, Got you. Moved to Georgia to the South Side to be exact. Clayco. Uh went to Monroe. Got here my tenth grade year. Mm. Um it was like the end of tenth grade. It was literally like what 
January 1st. Mm -hmm. So December 31st, we moved. January 1st, we got here like midnight, January 1st. Wow. We oh, drove damn. Y'all want to party Yeah. Mm. So, um, countdown in the car. Right. Got here. That's a fact. Got here. And when I got here, I mean, things was, was, was so different than Weird. what they're accustomed to. I got here 2007, but mm. January 1st made it 2008. So wow. things were like it things were just different. Um moving yeah. from DC coming to the south and mind you, coming to the south back then it was Jabos, it was tall tees, <laughs> it was it was like it was just different down here. Hella laundry. Yeah. And and me me moving from up top to where my clothes already fitted, like it wasn't like tall tees, like I wore colorful shoes and my shoe strings were never laced. So going tomorrow like they just, they they took me in as one of their own. Um, the South Side and salute the Brick Squad, salute the mm. Walker, Dunk, Long Live Dunk, uh, mm. Chaz Gotti, like the Rez, the whole South Side just like they they took me in, and um, I played basketball. So my whole life I played football, basketball, and baseball. Oh, I played all three in high school, and I had a gym class, and I had a gym class, and the basketball coach, the head coach of the varsity basketball team, was my teacher. So everybody in there hooping, I'm just sitting off to the side. Like, I don't know nobody. Like, it's like my fifth, sixth day in, at the school. Mm. So my shoes, I had on some low-top Adidas. Um, they were a bunch of different colors, but they wasn't laced. And everybody in there hooping, they're like, yo, come a hoop, come a hoop. So I'm hooping <laughs> in low-top Adidas. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and they unlaced. Unlaced. <laughs> the coach comes and pulls me to the side. I was like, hey, what's your name? Told him my name and everything. And then from there, he added me to the team. I didn't even have to try out my first year. Like, Knowing the past opens the doors to the future, and State Farm is committed to black futures. In collaboration with 100 black men, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing. Check out 100blackmen.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It, like, it oh, was crazy. crazy. Um, and then when I moved down here, so they started calling me D.C., because I was from D.C. Mm. Oh, okay, but that makes sense. by the way I used to dress, they, it was such a fly guy, D.C., so it wasn't just fly guy DC at first, it was just such a fly guy DC. And then just as I grew older, I just dropped the such a just because it was kind of kiddish, mm -hmm. high schoolish. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Um, and then I graduated. Went to Middle Georgia, was supposed to play ball there. Um, didn't play ball. Me and the coach got into it, transferred to Middle Georgia Tech, where I played ball uh, my freshman year. Won the Marine, got a gym built at the school. Um, and then I transferred to Clark after my two years in JUCO. And the mm. coach that was recruiting me got fired. So damn, they wanted damn. me to be a walk-on. Mm. And wanted me to try out. And I just wasn't, at that time, I probably wouldn't allow it. And... I gave up basketball. One of my friends. Uh... At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. One of my teammates, high school teammates, was supposed to host a party at Scores uh, mm. on the east side, on Wesley Chapel. Scores. And <laughs> who was the promoters? You had Jamari, Trizzy, Thrax, J-Rock, J-Dot, mm. and Fergie. They all was promoting it. And Measy. And he got nervous and was shy. And mind you, I'm a people's person. So mm. I was like, okay, let me do it. DJ Plug was DJing. I didn't know him at the time. That's crazy. So I get on the mic and I'm, I mean, I'm just being me. Like, like I know how to control atmospheres or I, just in general, like I'm a people's person. Mm. So like, I just start messing around with everybody, talking about everybody in a good way though, to make them feel good that we're in the club. And then from there, it was just history. Mm. Um, everybody stopped booking me. I went from going booked one night a week to four or five nights a week, and then the colleges start picking up, then out of town booking started, and then from there it's just been history. Wow, that's hard. Mm. Damn, right that's place, right up. time. Now for sure, and you uh, you named a lot of people that's still doing their thing now, from the plug to mm -hmm. the Thraxes, uh, of course, Meezy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's that's beautiful just to see just the progression of these people's careers, man. Mm -hmm. So I heard you say pretty much, Brick Squad. Would you say would be like the first Atlanta people that embrace you? Yeah, yeah, Brick Squad was the first, and and not even just Brick Squad in general, but mm -hmm. like they they went out on a limb, like mm -hmm. like they made sure I was good. Gotcha. Um, the South Side as a whole embraced me because mm -hmm. I didn't know anything else. Like it was just South Side. Like I didn't know about the East Side, the West Side. I didn't know, I didn't know. So they embraced me, and then I mean, of course, my teammates. Like once I got there, and everybody seen how good I was in basketball, how good I was in mm. football, how good I was in baseball. Okay, like, teammates okay. just embraced me. <laughs> that so, nigga do it all. <laughs> so with them embracing yeah, me, like it, 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 it just it, it was great. And like I said, mm. the the from the South Side aspect, yes, Brick Squad was the first to Brick Squad, Dirt Gang, like just the whole South Side and whole was the first ones to embrace me. And, and bring me in as one of their own. That's hard. That's literally like history right That's there. Crazy. What point of like Brick Squad were they in at that point? So they were in the point to where all of them were hoopers. Oh, okay, so this they, is. They, yeah, they were out of school. They mm. like, they had graduated. A couple of them were still, like when I got there, 10th grade, maybe some of them was literally about to graduate, but they were hoopers. Yeah. Uh, you had you had my 11th grade year. You had Slim Duncan. Mm. Uh, Rest in peace. You had Chaz. You had Long Live Slim. You had Repo. Mm. You had Derez. You had Waka. And it wasn't Waka Fuck. was an artist, but Waka wasn't the artist artist yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like it, it was that point when I when I actually came in and and, and was embraced by all them. Those. Wow. And that was such a like a dope ass time for Rick's Atlanta. Squad? I mean, mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't in Atlanta, but music wise, mm -hmm. that shit Incredible. was. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I thought um, Gucci came up with Brick Squad. That's I think OJ did. So so yeah, so Gucci and OJ, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, but they all were not a part of it, but like how Brick Squad embraced me, mm -hmm. they embraced Brick Squad at that time. Okay, got you, got you, got you. man. That's dope. That's dope. And like. Where you at right now, um, just thinking back, is that where you always envisioned yourself? Like, 
I know you was hooping though and playing all these other sports. Like, but just looking back, just looking at your career right now, do you ever do that? Yeah, I do. And I've never in a million years envisioned myself doing anything like this. Like, wow. mm. I didn't want to be in the entertainment industry. You didn't? I was supposed to be overseas playing basketball. Like, yeah. I was really like raw. Like, so it's like, okay, all of this just it happened. Yeah. And instead of me fighting it, I just went with the flow. Mm. So like, even even to now, like I don't even have goals or set goals because I don't have no expectations because I've already went beyond what I was supposed to do. Mm. And speaking of that though, man, uh, you've done so many dope things that we've seen, you know, from afar. You know, the what's been your favorite from going to? I seen you went to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the future concert recently like that's Thank fucking you. crazy and then uh bringing out drake to the colleges like <laughs> oh, what what, what was your most the internet that memorable moment and then you got to talk about those moments too um so my most memorable moment in my career thus far wouldn't be any of those mm. um my most memorable moment would be what i do every year for mother's day Mm. I have an annual Mother's Day soiree, and uh, people have to nominate moms. Mm-hmm. So my first year I did it, it was about eight moms. My second year I did it, it was about 15 moms. Last year, which was my third annual, it was 30-plus moms. Oh, that's dope. It's a big deal. The news come out. Like, like it's a big deal. Um, so the moms get nominated. <laughs> Me and my team sit down. We go over it. Uh, and then we call the moms personally, like I call the moms, let them know that they've been selected. So they get a, they get a full day of pampering to be completely mm. honest. So we started off, I mean, and of course I got sponsors. Um, last year was incredible. We had about 30 plus sponsors. Um, Damn. so I didn't have to come out of pocket for anything, but after we pick them, uh, they get picked up by sprinters. It's a whole day, and it's not actually on Mother's Day, so they can spend Mother's Day with their family. It's the day before Mother's Day. Gotcha. So pick them up. Uh, we pick them up. A nail salon is rented out. They get mm-hmm. their nails done, their toes done. They get massages, get to drink wine, get to meet all the other moms, <laughs> get to network. I'm trying to pull up to the event. She just said she about to get pregnant. I'm trying to pull up to the And then uh, from the nail salon, we go to a restaurant uh, of my choice, which is rented out. Nobody else is in there. Private yeah. brunch is set up. Table set up. Catering set up. Uh, liquor sponsors uh, and major major shout out to Ciroc because they sponsored the hey, dinner last year. Big ups. Uh, major shout out to Hezo, Diddy, thank y'all. Um, so after that, it's like a, I turned it into a club. I turned mm. it just with the mom. So uh, <laughs> they get to sing, it's karaoke, mm. it's just a whole vibe. And then at the end of it, they get gift bags. Last year we had gift bags and it was probably 20 plus gifts in each gift bag. Mm. Um, and that has to be the highlight of of me and my career just because yeah the lit shit is cool but i wouldn't be me without the community mm-hmm. like cool. like the kids the schools the pep rallies the reading programs that i do with my brother ferrari like the community the listeners from the radio like they keep me as who i am and i'll never forget that mm-hmm. now on the aspect of everything else mm-hmm. Hell yeah, if we talking about that aspect, I mean, I can't even compare, like, everything I do, I surprise myself. Like, last year, not the year I brought Drake, the year before, I brought 18 guests to Clark Atlanta for homecoming for free off of my face card. I didn't wow. think I could top that. 
And then this past year, I top it with getting them Savage and Drake. Like, it's just like. I forgot about 21 too. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, then <laughs> even on the aspect of, I've hosted plenty of concerts before, but actually being the official host for Future's One Big Party Tour, like, it, it's just fucking insane. Like, and mm. that's why I say, like, I don't have any expectations because mm. I'm doing what, in respect to everybody that's came before me. Mm. But with people, I've only been in the game eight, nine years. Mm -hmm. People have been in the game 15, 20, 30 years, and I've already exceeded what they've done in their 30 years. So it's like, I can't have no expectations because anything can fucking happen. I might be hosting in the fucking White House one day how shit is going. So it's like, I don't even attempt to have no expectations mm -hmm. just because there's really no limit what I can do when controlling a crowd. Mm. Right. That's what's up. So at what point did you realize that hosting could actually be a career something that could be long-term versus just for fun. So when I first started doing it, I was doing it for the look. I was doing, I was already popular. So I was doing it for, okay. it added more females. Okay. It enhanced me mm -hmm. as a person because I wasn't nobody when I first started doing it. Mm -hmm. So it enhanced me as the person and gave me the, the vision and the game plan that I have now which I've never told nobody this. So this is a gem for any host that, that want to be out there, that want to be a host, that just want to be in the entertainment industry as a DJ, promoter, whatever the case may be. Mm. I learned back then that females control the atmosphere of who you are as a brand when you're a dude. Mm. And I say that because no matter if it's good or bad, your name in female's mouth is always a good thing because if it's a bad thing or a good thing, is she's talking about you. She's talking about you to her friends. Now, her friends are going to want to go see, okay, what is this dude about? Then they go talk about it to their friends, and it's just an ongoing effect. So I learned early in my hosting stages, like, I was a little player. Okay, period. Like, I'm going to keep it 1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was a player. Yeah. Like, so, and I'm telling y'all shit I've never told nobody. <laughs> just so we were, like, sure. never in an interview have I told anybody. Mm. But it's like, I was a player, so... Me being a player, like, I mean, hey, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you. So now it started to come to the point to where I'm grabbing people in the same crew, but I didn't know. I'm Damn. just being a player, Damn. so I'm unaware. <laughs> so with me grabbing people in the same group, I started to get the title, oh, you're a hoe, you're a player. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And I used to think it hindered me. But come to find out it didn't because one would tell her friend, oh, yeah, I don't like him when that ain't really the case. Mm. They'll all want to come to the club, yep. but come to the club that I'm at just because they all got hidden agendas outside of their friend group. So it's like I learned at an early age, like my name being in a bunch of females' mouth from beginning till now is is just elevating me even more. Mm. All right, quick question. Because we talked about this before. Yeah. How do you handle it when five girls is pulling up to the venue and like you kind of talk to all of them? 
So look, he got me. Yeah, yeah, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm 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 a different breed, and I know I know females, and 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 y'all probably hear that all the time, but. I don't sugarcoat anything with anybody. Mm. I'm straightforward. So I'll tell a female exactly how it is. Mm. In my days back then, when I wasn't as straightforward, if five of them come to the club, I'm the host. I have I have leeway on what I can do and how I can do it. I can go sit this girl in one section with one of my homeboys. <laughs> I can go sit her in the promoter section. I can sit the other one in in the owner section. I can have one at the bar and I can have one with a waitress checking on them. So like spread I already out. had it. Yeah, I spread it out. And even spreading it out. I can move freely as I want in the club. Right. So if the club is packed, a female ain't getting up out of a section to come Facts. somewhere else to come. Look at her. She agreeing to everything. Yeah, cause so, cause she's tall. She, she, she was toxic. Yeah, yeah. She you was. look like you toxic too. No, 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 no. no. She's she the good version. <laughs> she's she the good yeah. version. But so like I just knew how to to maneuver in those right. situations. Mm. And, and I ain't really ever had that issue with somebody – feeling the type of way in a club because I know how to show everybody attention. Yet again, that's just me learning that it's elevating my brand. Like, it's business Man. at the end of the day. Like, my name in all y'all mouth, five, ten of y'all in the club at one time, I'm not walking y'all in the club. Y'all paying to get in the club. Damn. I'm, I might make sure y'all good once y'all in the club, but I'm not. Mm. Y'all paying the door. Hey, I get paid Adam as on the guest list. Yeah, like. like <laughs> that's crazy. So it's like, it, it just, I just learned at an early age, like, it just enhanced me mm. and and it's a blessing. Like, like now, I mean, my mental is way different. Mm. I don't go about things the same way and et cetera. But back then, oh, I was a savage. Outside. Yeah, yeah I was really outside. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. think promoters, hosts, DJs are hoes. Mm. So would you, would That's you say? That's the stigma. That's the stigma. <laughs> is, it, is it true, though? Yeah. Is it true, though? I would mean, you say? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? I don't think it's true. I just think it's magnified a lot just because you're in the you're in that type of life. Like right. I go through those issues now when it when if I well when I was in a relationship or when I'm even attempting to get in a relationship. Mm. It's like like the insecurity. So it's a lot that comes with I it. Bet. But I've mm. learned over the years, like I know how to make my girl yet I'm single first and foremost. Okay, let's but, be clear, ladies. But but I know how to make my girl secure in every way possible to where she ain't got to worry about nothing right ever a worry or insecurity about anything so like but back then i didn't know like but now like i've learned how to do that mm -hmm. um so so i mean majority of promoters host djs i wouldn't call them hoes i mean they 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 just understand the business and and the more you network the more people you talk to the more people that get your contact information the more money you make and like i'm a testament that. of that like mm -hmm. the amounts of money i've seen as a host mm -hmm. doesn't make no fucking sense like <laughs> it really doesn't yeah can we talk about some amounts some just to throw out there hypothetically some numbers yeah i mean i'm, I'm a realist and and this is this is not to boast or right. brag no, no, this no. is for any yeah. young person or anybody who want to follow the footsteps or go on this in this route like i made just last year matter of fact even in a pandemic year i made a half a meal off of hosting. Mm. All right. Saying. Well, uh, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is motivating because the I'll thing is, I think when it comes to these uh, untraditional type roles, people have a hard time with charging or figuring out what to charge for certain shit, especially when you first getting into things. Mm -hmm. So how do you figure that out? Like, especially right. in the beginning stages. Man. So, and I, I, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it to the beginning. When I first started hosting, I was doing shit for free. Mm. I was hosting for $50. Mm. 
Seventy-five dollars, mm. hundred dollars, but wow. mind you, I'm in school, I'm in college. A mm -hmm. hundred dollars, and I'm booked seven, eight, nine times a week, mm. or you three, four times a week. I'm eating. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I, I've out of my whole life, I've had one nine-to-five job, and that wasn't even nine. It was foot action. They hired me because I was a host and I could bring in clientele. Smart. <laughs> and you I worked fly there for in what? There too. Yeah. And I worked in there for I worked in there for maybe what six to eight months, and I was only there three days a week, but was the highest leading salesman. And I'm only there three days a week Damn. just because of people walk in, and it was in the West End, by the way. Wow. Mm. So people walk in, see my shoes. People walk in, see how I'm dressed. Oh, I want you to help me. I want you to pick me out of fit. Mm. So even even so, I started off hosting. Jamari and them used to pay me like fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars. Mm. He shot her night. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, per night, per gotcha. night. Now, mind you, at that time, I got to be at the club three, four hours. Mm -hmm. I'm there from 10 to probably close to mm. 3 o'clock. As time went on, uh, I started getting booked out of town, and that's when I really, like, opened my eyes and realized, like, okay, this possibly can be something. I got booked out of town. Uh, Rebel Visions, Tone, and Benji, they booked me in Ohio. Shout out to my brother Benji mm -hmm. from yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. My so they booked me in Cincinnati. That's dope. It was a club called The Velvet Room. Yeah, mm -hmm. The Velvet Room. <laughs> they paid for me to get there. They paid for me to get back. They paid for a hotel room. I had security. I'm just like, yeah. this is what, like, I'm getting treated like a fucking artist. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie, that first booking that they paid for all that, yeah, it like, fucked like, your head it up. Hit like, different, yeah. It, and I'm just like, bro, like, I'm getting paid like an artist. And mind you, this is like, a year into me hosting. And I'm just like, and then they quadruple my hosting fee. So I'm like, okay, let mm -hmm. me see what it's about. I get back to Atlanta and I start taking it serious, mm -hmm. but not serious to the point where it's like, it just wasn't about the females or the network. And then it was just like, okay, let me learn this craft and, 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 and try to, try to, try to enhance it and, and bring something different to the game. And then from there, the prices went up. Mm. I, I, I grabbed, the AUC and all the college markets, then it went up even more because I had the city and the schools. Then it went up, and then out-of-town booking started to happen more. I started doing concerts, and then mm. it went up. So now, fast forward, eight, nine years later, I don't even get paid by the night. I get paid by the hour. Period. And even me getting paid by the hour, I'm so expensive to the point to where okay. clubs so don't want to have me for longer than an hour, hour 15 minutes, because they don't want to pay the hourly price which is a fucking blessing to be completely honest, but you charging is based on you solely. First off, you have to, and this is for anybody out there, you have to be realistic in the market that you're in. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Facts. If you're a need and not a want, mm. that's the second thing. Mm. If they can replace you or if you can stop hosting and the atmospheres mm. in the clubs or you can stop DJing and the atmospheres are still the same without you, hmm. don't charge, you, you, you can't charge what everybody else charge. Hmm. Like you have to master the craft to be able to, to charge those numbers that you wanna charge. And then like, I went from 50 to $75 a night to 150, 250 a night. Then it went from 350 to 450 a night. Hmm. Then it went from 500 per hour. Then it went to 750 per hour. Then it went to a thousand per hour. Now it's at 15 to two bands per hour. So it's like, but, I grew with my brand. Mm -hmm. I didn't stay stationary or I didn't stay stuck in one spot. Like every time I elevated, I made sure I took my price up. And me personally, I took it up because I'd rather have quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Go ahead and work five nights a week, seven nights a week and make $150, $250 every night. That's cool. I'd rather work one, two nights a week and make $1,500 a night. And thing. so it's like, I just learned the game, but the demand became so high that I had to still 
be in the game. So like whenever mm -hmm. I feel my hosting schedule is is becoming too much or I need a break, I just take my hosting fee up. And if the club gonna pay it, then okay, cool. If they don't pay it, I'm still okay because it still balances out of the numbers that I want to touch at least every week. So right were you the only host, would you say, at this time, or were you the only host that was doing what you were doing? Nah, it was it was plenty of other hosts in the game uh, uh, when I first came in, uh, respect to all. Um, but you had Jay Nix, you had Corey B, you had E.T., you had Mr. V, you had Wizkid, uh, you had YDN, uh, you had T-Money. Uh, it, it was so many hosts, but as time went on, people went other routes. Mm -hmm. gotcha. um, people didn't grow with their crowds. Uh, people didn't elevate their brand like they should have. Um, and then people fell off, people moved, people just didn't want to host no more. And mm. then like when I got into the bulk of hosting, maybe like four years in, then you had like your your BTs, your Ferraris, mm -hmm. uh, your Kenny Burns. Your Kenny Burns was on the first leg also, but your Kenny Burns, uh, you had you had your Gucci mics, your Easy's. Like you had mm. the variety of hosts. But the major thing that I always made sure about myself that set myself apart, which made me a need and not a want, was okay. I don't sound like nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody in this game could ever be like DC did this because I did it, or or DC sounds like me, or DC took this from me. I make sure that I stay creative to where it keeps me on top. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't try to follow in nobody's footsteps. Like, of course, like one of the pioneers or a couple of the pioneers, you got Ryan Cameron, uh, Frank Ski, Greg Street, when it comes to Atlanta radio, mm -hmm. pioneers. Mm -hmm. Then you got the Dirty Boys, pioneers. Mm -hmm. So I observed and then took what they were doing or all of them was doing and made it into me and made it my way and put it in forms that that will make my brand bigger without mimicking them or without copying them, which is why I'm in the position I'm at now. The issue with the game is a lot of hosts, even DJs, like you sound like everybody else. Mm, and you're trying to, too. yeah, like artists, yeah, you're trying to do what everybody else do mm. and you'll never have no longevity in the game. And, and I was always told that it's not about the MVP, it's about the Hall of Fame. Mm. And okay. I feel like a lot of people are only around for months, years. Mm. When you when you can touch a decade and say, I've been doing this and my brand elevated awesome. every year, there's nothing to argue with nobody else about, ever. Period. In fact, and, and that's that, that's going to lead us to our next point then. I think, you know, I remember like radio. I used to look forward to radio. I, I still listen to the radio just because I like to know what's being played, mm -hmm. who getting support organically, what's going on, you know. So um, it's always been streets, V103, and hot. Mm -hmm. um, talk about getting two streets and competing with hot. Because, you know, everybody time and, you know, even V103, everybody time when y'all would come on would be the same time. So mm -hmm. talk about getting to that moment. Uh, so getting to that moment was incredible. It just, oh, this is another first. Uh, this is my first interview. Yeah. After me leaving streets. Hey. So, Exclusive. <laughs> so Fine, let's, let's talk getting to radio. Uh, 2013, uh, Steve, right the owner of streets commented on one of my Instagram pictures mm. and was like, email me. I emailed him. He emailed me back to 2015. Damn. This was when, when, what, 2013. He didn't email me back to 2015. I don't check his emails. Mine, <laughs> and I'm just like, like, and I ain't, I ain't follow up, none of that, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a young nigga. I'm trying to find my way in the game. 
and he emailed me back. And then the day he emailed me back, he was like, hey, come to the station. Came to the station. He was like, you want to be on the radio? Yeah, of course I do. Mind you, I graduated with a bachelor's in criminal justice. Crazy. I didn't go to school for um, communications, none of that. Social work. So, yeah, like, Crazy. so I'm just like, hell yeah. So my last semester in school, like, I was already done with all my classes as far as, like, my required classes. So all I did was switch my whole schedule out, and I took some communication classes so I can learn. Mm -hmm. um, and he put me on air. I was on air, DJ Holiday Show. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't, like, I wasn't, I was just a segment. Mm -hmm. Like, I was only on for an hour. And... I mean, I get what Holiday them did, and it was incredible. Sticks, Holiday, Brooke, uh, Sarah, the, the opportunity was fucking magnificent because it set me up to where I am now. Knowing the past opens the door to the future, and at State Farm, they're committed to black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, um, so from 2015, 2016, I was on holiday show. And then the iHeart station came into the market. Mm -hmm. So now you got four hip hop stations. You got Streets, V, Hot, and iHeart station. And things got crazy. Bidding war started to happen because I wasn't on contract. Mm. Mm. So you got Hot reaching out. Hey, we want to bring you over. We want to make you a dirty boy. Mm -hmm. We want you to be, this is the time E.T. had left. Mm -hmm. We want you to come on with Jay Nixon and be a dirty boy. Mm -hmm. You got the iHeart station reaching out, trying to see what I'm doing and et cetera. Uh, v didn't reach out at that time. V didn't reach out at that time. Um, but V didn't reach out because they were reaching out to Ferrari. Gotcha. And me and Ferrari is like this for all y'all that don't know. Yeah. But they were reaching out to Ferrari. So mind you, Ferrari is a vet in the game. So if they're going to reach out to him, they don't need me. And vice versa. If 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 Ferrari if Ferrari was at Streets at that time, no, he was at V. When I first got to to Streets in 2015, he left and went to V. I didn't know that. So he was at Streets at first in 2015. My first day on the job, which is why Ooh. I have so much respect for him. My first day on the job, I had a live broadcast at Opera. Mm -hmm. I sat in his car with him, and he's just showing me the game. He like, yeah, he's on the phone with V. He's on the phone with Streets. He's on the phone with Hot. And they're all trying to get him. Damn. He left streets to go to V. So at that time, from 2015 to 2017, he's at V. 2015, 2017, I'm at streets. I get the calls, he getting the calls, everybody switching around. Mm. Um, I met with Steve. He offered me a number. This is my first year ever getting on contract. He offered me a number. I'm like, okay, cool. Met with Hot. They offered me a number. I'm like, okay, cool. So now I made it a building war. What would any other person do? Like, right. yeah, I made yeah. it a building war. So I go back to streets like, hey, well, I was just offered this. So so we go back and forth for maybe a couple of days. Um, And to be completely honest, and Hurricane Dave, thank mm. you so much uh, for the opportunity. Um, But to be completely honest, my mind was made up. 2017, I was leaving streets. Mm. I was going to hot. I had went over to Hot. I met 
the marketing team. I met everybody. They walked me through the building. I met the vice president. And when they handed me the paperwork, the words were, yeah, you're going to come on and we want you to be a dirty boy. Nothing against J. Nix, nothing against E.T. I love J. Nix like a brother. He gives me so much game. But at that time, and still now, like I just don't believe in putting my brand under anybody else's. Oh. I like being the underdog. And I thought about it. I thought about it. I had a post saved in drafts oh. to where I was leaving streets. And nobody knows this. Wow. So this is another exclusive. But... I had it in my drafts, like I was gonna leave streets. The night of, me and Ferrari hops on the phone. Ferrari's like, listen, we can change the game. Mm. He's like, if you stay in streets, I can come back to streets. Mm. So I go into the next day, I go into Steve, I'm like, hey, I want my own show. Mm. He was like, you're not ready for your own show by yourself. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Mm. Understood. I, I, I could agree with that at that time. So I'm like, okay, perfect. It played right into my hands. This is who Jeez. I want to be my co-host. He's like, oh, he's over there in V. I'm like, nah, he's going to leave V. And not that he was leaving V because V wasn't the perfect place for him. He was just mm. part-time. Mm. So in any given right person's mind, you would leave part-time to go build your own legacy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And in 2017, that's what started with me and him. We started to build our own legacy. But we still had issues. Everybody's like, well, y'all ain't really building y'all legacy because y'all on the show together. So if you compare all of the stations, you got V103, and I'm talking antenna signal. Mm -hmm. They have 100,000 watts. They can reach people in Alabama. Mm. They reach them in whole Georgia. Hot 1079 is sitting at like 35,000 watts as far as the antenna signal. And streets at that time was at like 2,000 watts. Just to, tell you, just to tell you like sure. the amount of people people can reach so the station wouldn't release a press release because they had to fire other people me and Ferrari talked on the phone our contract said like January 11th we let a couple of days go by January 16th come and still nothing so we didn't start the show or anything so we got on the phone and was like hey we already did a photo shoot we did everything had everything ready we leaked the pictures we posted the pictures on our page mm -hmm. your new night show 6 to 10 Fly got DC Ferrari Simmons, blah, 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 blah. Phones went crazy. We get a call from Steve. Hey, take that down. We take it down. The next day, he did what he had to do. The next day, we was on air. Mm. And from there, it was history. 2017 to 2020, mm. me and Ferrari had an incredible fucking run. For sure. 2020 came, and it got to the point to where rating-wise, with the signals and the antennas, streets shouldn't be top 10. Mm. With how many people each station reach, there should have been no comparison. You said 2,000 2, compared watts, to 100,000. To 100,000 watts, wow. to 35,000 watts. So even comparing it, that's like 100,000 watts is probably like four to eight million people. Mm -hmm. 
35,000 watts is probably like a mil to two mil. 2,000 watts is probably like 300,000. And mind you, when you when you talk ratings in radio or ratings in anything, it's not just the hip-hop stations. It's the talk stations. It's the sports stations. It's the pop. It's the country. Mm. It's everything that's on the radio at wow. that time in that market. So for us to be on the air three years together and consistently stay in the top 10, it was like, okay, cool. But they still wouldn't give us credit Damn. because, oh, y'all on the show together. Mm. Y'all this, y'all that. 2020 came, not a bit of more happens. Mm-hmm. They separate us. They give Ferrari two to six. They give me six to ten. So now it's even more of us building our legacy. Mm. So now he's killing two to six. He's in top ten. I'm fucking up six to ten. So now there's nothing they can say, which fast forwards me to now. Uh, I personally, it wasn't a forced decision. It wasn't uh, I had to decision. I on my own, didn't get fired. It wasn't the station decision to let me go. I made a decision to walk away from streets. Um, just because it wasn't making sense for me and my brand anymore. Um, and, and I'm very grateful for everything that that station has done for me, but sometimes you have to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I was being hindered. And I felt like I was at a stagnant for multiple reasons. Um, and it was weighing too much on my mental. Uh, December came, I took two months off. So I took off, I told them I needed a break from December till January 24th. I actually started seeing a therapist in that time and everything wow. just because it was so much stress from the workplace. Um, so you got October hits, Sue Solo leaves. I saw that. November hits, Ferrari leaves. I saw that December <laughs> hits, Myasia leaves. Yeah. January hits, BT leave. Mm. February hit, I leave. So at that time, all of those people I'm extremely cool with, they're leaving and I'm just like, all my friends are gone. The reason I was here was because of my friends. Mm. A lot of stuff I, I, I let dust under the rug because I still have friends at the workplace. Not right. that I don't have friends at the workplace at there now, right. but the people I was closest to were still at the workplace. So my contract was supposed to end February 4th. Mm. We're back to negotiating like January 21st. And it just didn't make sense. Numbers didn't make sense. My demands were not met. So I made a decision to leave the station free-handedly uh, just because, yet again, I mean, for it to make sense for me now, it had to be financially. Mm -hmm. And it, even if you compare everybody else, six to 10 in the market, or everybody else in the Atlanta radio market, the average radio personality, six to 10 in Atlanta, minimum is getting like 150 and what I bring to the table and what I do for the city what I do for the culture what I do as a host what I do as a radio personality what I do in the community what I do as breaking artists I felt like I should be in that atmosphere right for sure and the numbers weren't in that atmosphere so I made an executive decision to pull my brand from that station mm. and I thanked them I mean, thank you, Streets. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Solo. Thank you, Jerry. Everybody who played a role that whole time I was at that station. But, I mean, just sometimes you outgrow things. Wow. Yo. Now, when I saw Ferrari leave, I, I swear to God, I was like, y'all yeah. feel like DC going to leave soon. Everybody, listen, when I he swear. left, when I tell you my phone went insane, like, mm. what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And me, 
me just being I like being the underdog. Mm -hmm. I like being LeBron and Stan in Cleveland to win a championship. Salute LeBron, by the way. King James. Yeah, like like I like that. Like mm -hmm. I love being the underdog because it's like I'm at the lower tier of everything, but I'm still fucking y'all up and and fucking up what y'all have going over there. Y'all are still worried about me and I'm at the lower tier. So just imagine if I get at a middle tier or a big tier, what the fuck I'm gonna do in the city? Right. So how fuck hard was up. it walking away mm. from a check? And did you have something lined up? If if not, just knowing your value and walking away from something that you know a thousand people behind you is like, I just wish I had that position because I feel like some so many people hold on to that just because other people want it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so it was it was very hard. Uh, which is why I took those two months off to see mm -hmm. how life would be without it, to see how my brand would grow or decrease without it. And I always told myself this, and this is for anybody. If radio should die today, mm. podcasts, if anything media-wise should die today, can your brand still stand and can you still get booked without that? Mm -hmm. And when I asked myself that, I was Fly Guy DC before radio. Radio enhanced me. Sure. Mm -hmm. I was booked seven days a week before radio. Radio, of course, enhanced me. It put me on the platform. But if radio should die today, mm -hmm. Fly Guy DC would still be Fly Guy DC. Mm -hmm. And that's what the ultimate decision was for me. And for anybody that 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 wants to be in that that parameter of radio, yeah, there's there's a billion people that want to be in radio, but there's only maybe seven full-time slots at every radio station. So if mm. it's four hip-hop stations, that's 28 full-time slots. Is your brand that brand that can withhold mm. a full-time slot out of a million people? Mm. The odds of that is very slim. And, and even when you think in Atlanta, the odds of that, nothing against nobody else. And I say this respectfully. There's nobody in this city that can do, duplicate, or do what I've done at streets. There's nobody in the city that will take my place at streets. Mm. There's nobody in the city that could take Ferrari's place at streets. Sue Sola, like we can go on and on because what we've done for the culture is totally different and it's going to take, you're going to have to build somebody up. Mm -hmm. It's going to take at least five to seven years and radio stations don't have that type of time. Hell no, especially not nowadays. Yeah, you can't build, especially with podcasts, with just digital streaming service. Like, right. you can't you can't build nobody up in five years for them to be what somebody else is. It's impossible. So, what's what's five tips from you to grow your brand, or to grow a brand, a successful brand for to that for longevity? Right. Yeah. Five tips. So, for somebody who's like coming in the radio or any, just any, in general? Any, in, in general, just like even where you at right now, just any anything, like, you know, from the beginning, from now, five tips. So five tips. The first tip would be something I live by, consistency. If you ain't consistent, your brand ain't gonna last. Mm -hmm. If your brand, and when I mean consistent, I'm talking about like year one. Okay, cool, it's a startup. From year one to year two, it has to grow some way, shape, or form. You have to enhance it some way, shape, or form. Uh, the masses should know about you way more in year two than year one. Like, you just have to stay consistent. Um, staying dedicated is number two. Staying dedicated to your craft and, and actually learning your craft and, and perfecting your craft. Mm -hmm. um, number three, the community plays a major role. I don't know how many times I got to say that. Who you are is based off of the community. 
It's based off how many lives you touch. Like prime example, Greg Street has ten plus generations under him. The Greg goat, Street will, is the fucking goat for, for real, like, and will forever be the goat. Like Street, with nigga. the OGs to the young and let me because he instilled generations. Yeah. He came in the game and twenty years ago, those people had kids. Those people had kids. Mm-hmm. He has ten generations under him. Literally. <laughs> so and, and 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 part of that is the community. Yeah. He touched people. Being on the radio, being a brand, like you have to touch people. You have to be relatable. Thanks. People have to be able to see themselves like you. And when you're untouchable, you won't survive. Mm. You're, you're never going to survive if you're untu- untouchable trying to be a radio personality, trying to be a host, trying to be a DJ. It's just not going to happen. That's three. Four, I would have to say you got to be different. Mm. You got to create your own lane. You can't follow in nobody's footsteps. You, can, you, can, you, can, you can't mimic nobody's footsteps. Nobody route is the same. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody process will ever be the same. Like You have to go through trial and error on your own. And last but not least, you will have to become a need and not a want. Mm. I love that, man. Nah, for sure. That's, you got to ring that. He got that, that written on his wall or something. <laughs> you flow through that. that. Said, oh, I couldn't wait for this question. I, I love you got to become a need and not a want. Because mm. that really is. And that's when you're confident to walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever dealt? Because, like, as a DJ, sometimes I dealt with, like, Maybe insecurities. Maybe it's a bad night or something. Mm-hmm. Like, have you? Cause you look so confident. All your Instagram looks so confident. Have you ever dealt with that, or you just always been confident like, in your? Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, everybody deals with it. Don't let nobody sit here and tell you that they don't. I've just mastered the way of not allowing it to show. Mm. But I do still let it show, but not in the sense that everybody will want to see it. Like, I go through things. Like I said, I've been in therapy three, four months because I was dealing with stress. And just needed a mental break. Mm-hmm. Um, a nigga didn't got his heart broke. Like everybody goes through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how you show it. But I've always been been one to observe everybody else when they go through stuff, they dwell on it. They mm-hmm. let it show too much mm-hmm. to where it becomes a weakness to the public's eye. Mm. I'll never let anything I go through become a weakness. I'm human at the end of the day. I'll go through things just like y'all. But like my go through, I'll be going through it. I won't post about it on my on my main page or I won't let the world see that I'm going through it, but I'll post maybe a quote on my Instagram or tweet a quote mm. that reflects what I'm going through just so that you can see or so that you can relate to it so that you can see I'm a human just like y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, like the insecurities, I mean, I, I, I do go through it. Like there's there's plenty of of things I see now and I know I should be in that place. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of host or opportunities that have came about, and I know I should be in that place. Mm-hmm. My resume, my experience, my looks, my talent, okay. everything <laughs> points towards, oh yeah, that should be you. Mm-hmm. When you got a hundred of people at a time coming to you like, hey, you should have been doing this, you should have been doing this, and they keep telling you the same thing, yeah, that gives me insecurities, but it gives me mm-hmm. the edge to even go harder, because now when it happens, fuck you. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so I have the insecurities, but it's not to the masses. Like the stuff that I would be insecure about, I'll never let the public see because I just wouldn't want them to use it as a weakness. That's hard. I hear that. 
And uh, another thing, too, that we know about you, you know, you don't drink or smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, we got all this look, looking right here. That is crazy that you don't drink and smoke and you be in the clubs Rocking like that. that shit. Like, that That's shit dope. is. No, I salute you. It's giving I, a healthy that living. That might add to the brand. <laughs> I need to be sober out here because shit. Listen, I respect it, though, because it's just like, you know, they, they do parties and stuff. But just, you know, just even for me, I like a drink here and there. But, you know, can you she, tell us? She, here she, and there. She, she here, there, and everywhere. All right, damn, right, damn, damn. Here and there and everywhere. Right, look at her cup. All right, right, right. Pour up, pour up, pour up. Hey, we mad at it, we mad at it. about summer, motherfucker. They'll pour up some shit for you. Bro, God, get you fucked up. But tell us why, specifically, why don't you drink or smoke? And I think it's a beautiful thing, not trying to encourage you to do it, but why is that your choice? It just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I have natural energy. Wow. And I never, <laughs> ever, ever could be peer pressure to do something that I don't want to do. Period. Nobody's decision could ever force me to do something. And there's. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. The long list. Long live trouble. You got trouble. You got mm. uh, Gunner, you got Key. I mean, the list goes on and on to where I'm in a club. A nigga's like, hey, I got 50000 for you right now. You take a shot. You hit this All right, block. I'm sorry. I'm taking you, that you, fucking shot, you, you, you hit this block. I swear <laughs> I to God I on know. my life. One it. lounge. Trouble. Long live, my brother. Mm. Trouble is like, bro, you're going to drink for my wedding. You're going to drink for this. Mm. Like, no, I'm not. Ferrari, you're going to drink for my wedding. We in a club, Trouble pulls out a hundred bands. Here, just sip it right now, and this is yours. <laughs> said no. <nope>. Bruh, me. <laughs> hey, I'll drink the whole bottle. I'll say, yo, hundred thousand. It can't move me. It, it, it just can't move me. Like, I have mm. natural, and it, there's no uh, a traumatic event that happened or anything. Mm. Like, my family drink, but nobody's an alcoholic. Wow. But, like, it just doesn't appeal to me, like, at all. That smoking, I've never even done hookah. I guess it just Damn, doesn't appeal to me. I love your lungs. I know your, I love your lungs. I, know <laughs> I your love your lungs. I'm dead. Now, you brought up Trouble, man. R.I.P. School. You know, we, we talk highly about Trouble over here. We love Trouble. Trouble mm-hmm. embraced me from the very beginning. I love Trouble. And, you know, condolences to his family. Um, I want you to talk about um, what's been the hardest loss for you. Because I know you have a lot of relationships with these people. Um, and, and, and just how do you how do you deal with that? So there's been a lot, to be completely honest, um, from trouble to key. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you take it to the current situation, take off. Mm-hmm. Um, even ones that are not long gone, like thug. I don't even know how I take it. Like, my coping methods are just different. Like, I try to, I try to zero things out. But like, all of those. Like, I'm extremely close to the. I was extremely close to trouble. I help Key become Key. Like, Lucci. Like, I'm extremely close to Lucci. So mm. it's just like, I'm always put in the bind. But they all respect what I do because of what I do for the culture so I'm never or I don't ever want to say never but I'm I'm not ever in harm's way so with everything that's going on like I don't have to pick a side I don't have to fake one way with another person 
to be this way with this person. Like, it's always respected, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. And and thank God. Um, but dealing with losses, like, <laughs> I just go mute. Like, I just separate myself because I'm always around people. So, like, mm-hmm. my time alone is really, like, my refocus time, my recharge mm-hmm. time, my think about everything time. So, like, I just just my ways, like, I don't try to dwell on nothing too long, and that's anything, good or bad, just because it takes a toll on you. Like, when you stay stuck on something for so long. Um, and anytime I do uh, get down on a situation, so, for instance, Trouble, Key, Thug, Lucci, mm. like, I just go through my phone. I go read out text messages. Mm. I go look at our pictures, like, the, 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 the times that they were at their happiest. Or the times that I've seen them smile or do something out of the ordinary, like thug. Like I'm probably one of the only people in the world. Uh, I was hosting in a club. I Facetimed him. He was in the studio. This is when Ski first came out. Mm-hmm. He's on video doing the ski dance while I'm hosting in the club. Crazy. So like, anytime I think about slime, I go look at that. Mm. Lucci. Like there's countless occasions. Trouble. There. Like anytime I I just go revisit. A, a place that made me smile or a place that I was at when we were, when they weren't in a situation that they're in now. I think, you know, I struggle with that a lot. I think, you know, it, it, for me personally, it makes music stuff and entertainment not as fun. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you think about all the people and those, those just some names, some, they ain't even yeah. everybody mm-hmm. that no we lost. Yet. So it's just for me, I gotta, I gotta figure out that dilemma, but I'm gonna I'm do what you just suggested. I'll try to do that and see if that helps. But um, also you were mentioning about the club owner. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Um, co-owner of Republic just passed away. Yeah. So, like, how do you oh. feel about the club scene in Atlanta and just the overall violence that's been occurring, like the senseless violence at that that's been occurring? And is there anything you feel like can be done to try to stop it? Because now I see they got, like, different laws in place where, like, if you got two violent crimes in your club and you get shut, shut down, down for good and stuff yeah. like that. So, so long live Mike. Uh mm-hmm. Man, prayers go out to the the Giddy Wan family, Alex, Sue. Prayers go out to all of y'all, Gabe. But first off, the clubs in Atlanta are not the same. Hell no. Um, there's so much secret hate, secret animosity. There's so much competition within everybody that leads to all of this. The violence, me personally, I don't think it's something that will ever stop. I think it's something that just can be slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's done tried every single route way. Uh, Dorsey and the Opium Crew, they have like a, 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 a little round table just for men on Thursdays. Wow. Whereby let out like their feelings, their emotions. They they there's it's like not an AA meeting, but it's it's something like that. It's like a therapy session for men, but with wow. each other. Um mm. the the you, you you can't blame it on security because the security in the clubs are extreme security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you can't even blame it on the clubs and, and you you technically can't even blame it on the people that's from Atlanta. Because every time something happens, the majority is somebody from out of town. 
That's what I'll be saying too. I don't think it's the people here. I think it's niggas from out of town just being in their bag. They in Atlanta. They they feel like they that nigga. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna disrespect them. They lit see, as the, fuck. They lit as yeah, fuck. Lit, and then the the, the mm. biggest thing is Atlanta don't care about nobody. Everybody in Atlanta is somebody. Right. So we somebody from another city who's lit, mm-hmm. who who get turned down in a way or gets talked to in a way or told something in a way that they won't ever get talked to like that in their city, they feel a type of way and feel like they got to retaliate because they're in front of their their homeboys, they're yeah. in front of their, their friends, or they don't want to be embarrassed. Stupid. But but that's, I, I just personally think that's where, and that's my personal opinion. Mm. Like, mm. like even with the fights in a club, like, I, it's, it's mainly out of towners. That's true. Do it make you fearful at all, though? Because I, I ain't going to lie, like, mm. recently, like, leaving the club, I'll be, I'll be kind of stressed be out. But that's even yes. happened in our spot where a dude got put out of our club. It was like after hours. He got put out. He came back shooting. I have yeah. a bullet hole in my back of my Jeep to this day. And it don't got nothing to do with us. It's and pride. And- yeah, but and see, me me personally, just something that I stand on, that I've been standing on, I mean, since I moved to Georgia. And not that it just when I moved to Georgia, that's when I found myself as a teenager, as, as, a, as a, a young man. Like, so, like, I'm just always extremely cautious mm. right when i'm in the club security's walking me anywhere i need to go when i'm leaving the club when i get to the club security's coming to get me for my car mm. security's walking me to my car when i go home Smart. i don't ever take the same route home that's right ever i look at my rearview mirror the whole time like i'm just very cautious mm. and not saying that me being cautious something can't happen but i'm just aware i don't drink i don't smoke Nah, so, a lot of it, a lot of that got to yeah, do with you so, not drinking as much. So smoking. I'm not, right. I'm not on edge like everybody else. Like I'm very observant. Then even when I'm in a club, like I just observe everything. When I first come in a club, if I'm supposed to be at the club at 1:30, I get to the club 1:10, 1:15. I stand where I'm a host at. I observe the whole room. Mm. I look at every section. I look at everybody's mood. Mm. I just look at everything. And this is something that I do every single time I go to any club. When I first come in a club, I go speak to every waitress. I go speak to every bathroom person. I go speak to every security, every manager, everybody that works in that establishment, I go speak to. So it's just like I have things that I've been doing since I became a host that has kept it to where I haven't literally, literally had a run-in in a bad way. I mean, of course, I had to fight a nigga before, but Oop. yeah, Be like but, that. But, but but I seen that side note. Was that at a pool <laughs> that party? That went viral. Yeah, that, it did said, go viral. It, it pool party. Yeah, uh, dude was, and, and people just be getting it misconstrued. Like at the end of the day, I'm a grown ass man. Period. And don't let none of this hosting shit fool you. I'm a real nigga at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So like niggas just be niggas be trying it. Right. Be be testing it just to see how how far how far you can go. And a couple of people have tried it. I'm and, sure. And and they figured out. But yeah, the pool party, he was in front of some girls. I had on clothes, 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 not like get wet clothes because yeah. I had two other events. So he's spraying the water gun. I'm like, yo, watch where you spraying the water gun at. I have two other events. I'm not here to get wet. I'm here to host. He childish. Yeah, so he was <laughs> like, he was like, oh, if I do it again, what you gonna do? You'll I said, try it. He did it. And then I beat him the fuck up at the pool bar. That shit went viral too. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it's just like, People just, like I said, people just be testing it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not no thug, no yeah. gangster, but I can handle mine. Right. Yeah. But people just be testing it just like, don't don't let me talking on the mic confuse you. Like, I'm from D.C. first and foremost, and I came up on the south side. Like, Period. I'm not one of them ones. So, 
I think let's talk about other misconceptions then. Mm-hmm. I think when we when we talk about your name, it's, it's a tremendous amount of respect that comes up. Mm-hmm. But then also exactly. the other side of that is like, damn, man, Fly Guy, he can be an asshole too. Yeah, So let's, let's address that. <laughs> okay, period. period. People don't play with assholes. When True. it comes to business, people don't play around with assholes. I don't play with no assholes. I, <laughs> I, I stand on principles period. and I stand on business. A lot of people call me an asshole just because they can't play with me how they play with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's where the asshole mis- the, 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 the the stigma comes from. Mm. Like I just, I, I things you can do with another host, you can't do with me. Things you can do with another radio personality, you can't do with me. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not hard to work with. I just stand on principles. Word. And and I just don't believe in playing with my brand. Like I didn't put too much into my brand for somebody to play with it. So that's, that's honestly where the asshole stigma comes from on the business aspect. Females, when it comes to females, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Because okay. I've learned in my previous days, me being friendly, mm. you go run and tell your friends, oh, DC tried to talk to me. DC did this. I give you my number. Man. Oh, DC trying to trying to, trying to to take me to do this, DC, Man. when it's not even like that. Mm. So, like, I had to learn how to be an asshole because people was taking it for granted of me just being the friendly, nice person. Mm. And it was it was hurting my brand more than helping my brand. I hear that. So, are you still having fun, like, after everything? You got to take precautions. You got to deal with fake niggas, all this shit. Would you say you're still having fun with being in the entertainment business? Yeah, it's fun. And the day that it don't, the day that it's not fun anymore, I'll be done with it. Mm. Um, um, it, it still is fun. And why I say it's still fun is just because, like, I'm just reaching and I'm hitting different heights that I've never touched before. Like, I've hosted a concert before, but I've never been on tour with one of the top artists in the world. So it's just like, it's little stuff like that 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 keeps me. It's like, damn, what I'm can that I do niggas. next? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, <laughs> like, I thought after bringing out 18 guests that I wasn't going top that, then that happens with Drake. And then mm. right after that, I'm on tour with, I leave Super the radio station future. and I'm on tour with Future. Like, it's just like, it's like, what is next? So it's like, I don't, it, it's still fun in it. And, and, and even in the hosting aspect, like it's tremendously fun because no club is the same. Mm. The same 500 or a thousand people are not in the club every time I'm in a club. True. So there's always somebody new that I'm gonna inform about my brand with how I host. There's always somebody, a new birthday girl, or <laughs> or new out of town that's, that's in the yeah. city that is gonna be like, oh, that nigga made me have fun tonight. Facts. So now I just got new fans, and now they're gonna go back to their hometown and compare their host to me. Facts. And now it's okay, we gotta get this nigga out here because he's like this, and our host ain't doing nothing like it. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's different. And I look at it totally different just because my aspect on things and, and, and just how I've learned to perfect the craft is way different. So I, mm. as of right now, no, I'm still having fun. Uh, as far as radio, I have another 15, 20. I have a Greg Street running me in radio. As far as hosting, of course, I don't want to be in a club when I'm 40, 50 years old hosting. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not allow myself to be in a club when I'm that old unless a nigga's paying me 15, $20,000 to come in for an hour. Yeah. For sure. But it wouldn't even be the 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 quantity it would be that's a once in a month or once every other week type of thing but as of right now nah like I'm I'm still having fun with it just because I create experiences I'm just not in the club talking on the mic like every time somebody is in the club with me like I have people I have there there's this video of this lady outside of one which <laughs> I highly doubt it but she had just got out of the hospital beating cancer. Yeah. Mm. and was like you helped me beat cancer I was watching your video 
just the thought of somebody saying it. Right. She comes out of the out of the hospital and comes to an after hour that I'm hosting. Period. Wow. And stops me and is like, "You help me do this." It's like, yeah. I can never stop having fun with this. Mm -hmm. mm. It's just I'm gonna be LeBron one day and know when it's just time to give up. Respect. Hear that. So what is next, though? Because you left the radio station, but then you were like, where should I go to next? So next, TV. <laughs> TV is ultimately the next. Okay. Uh, I've done, I've recorded, I've signed non-disclosures. I've done everything that you could possibly do for TV. For mm. TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As far as a host. Like, I see myself as, like, a Ryan Seacrest, mm. Terrence J, Nick Cannon mixture. Got you. Like, I see that myself as that. And mm. radio is an outlet to that. Hosting is an outlet to that. And it's going to happen. Like, I've already had opportunities. It's just God didn't want them to go through. Mm. So, I, I, I know for a fact it's going to happen. Like, and, like I said, like, when you go down the list, it, 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 it comes down to... I don't kiss nobody ass. That's why it ain't been happening. Which is where the asshole comes in at also. Mm. Um, but there's only so long you can deny talent. For sure. And I feel like I'm getting my big breaks now. Like, I should have been on tour. Mm -hmm. Not even just with an A-lister or with one of the top artists in the world. Like, I, I should have been on tour. Facts. But I take... 30 steps back and leave a radio station, then I take 100 steps forward and go on tour with one of the biggest artists Future. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, I feel like a lot of stuff, yet again, was holding me back. Mm. And by me still holding on to it and not letting it go, it was hindering me in ways that I never saw it until now. So, I mean, TV is next. T TV mm. is ultimately next. Like, it's and no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And radio is still gonna happen. Let's just be very transparent. I'm not, I have a six month non-compete but I'm not off of radio for long. I can go, I can't do radio in Atlanta right now. I can go to other markets and do radio, mm, but I just personally want to take a break from radio. I'm on tour. I want to go get booked and accept all these out of town bookings. Yeah. Like I want to enhance my brand on that aspect. Besides Black Lil A, you know, I'm gonna always keep pushing him mm -hmm. in front of you. Mm -hmm. Which other artists would you say that people should be looking out for? And you ain't got to go into too much detail, but just say some names like niggas or people that's gonna come up, artists gonna come up that you like and like it ain't got to be no political answers just people you like because we always try to make sure we keeping our ears to the street too um one person that i extremely like and i'm not saying it's just because i'm cool with him but why the end uh okay uh he's talented extremely talented prince inc uh mm, I'm hip. uh a lot of people that i know people might not be on who still they're underground but they're still not underground like friday the dude that's on the oh, little yeah. baby song, yeah, but yeah. like outside, I love of, that that song. Song. outside I of that little baby song, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has records for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, like Vori, yeah. he's DC signed with blah blah blah, but he has records like, mm. like who else? Let's see, uh, Yellow Bands. I mean, it's just a, I listen to a variety because I have an ear for music, mm. 
sure. So like I don't always listen to the who's who's or the 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 people that are popping and etc. Um, even if you take it to to stay in Atlanta, uh, let's see. Lil Harold. Okay. Lil Harold is dope. Word. Um, and not just because that's savage. Yeah. Like not because the the ties with that, but Lil Harold is extremely dope. I just I, I think Atlanta in general or the world in general is stuck on a certain mm. stigma, sound, look. Mm-hmm. And the minute that one doesn't look, sound, or give you the stigma that another one does, they scratch you off. Mm. Mm. You. I think we had a question out there. You had a question? In terms of like DJs, I just wanted to ask when I think about the culture and everything that goes on in clubs, do y'all think that clubs now do sections every year changes the vibe? Fucked up the whole game. She asked if check che- is sections if sections mess up the vibe in the club. For sure. And that's where everybody's sitting out on bowls, like I'm a yeah. big dude. You Ego, agree. Mm. You're literally giving people couches, and we're working against the odds. Yeah. <laughs> and we're literally working against the odds. So you know what I mean? Like, we want y'all to be sitting up, dancing, everybody sitting down in the section. But that's say like, well, we we throw lesbian events. Mm-hmm. So, like, the one thing you that always I invited. notice between, you can come out and <laughs> you're going to find you a one that, like, yeah, you know, both. Yeah, yeah, but both, know. the main <laughs> difference is, like, in the straight club, everybody just seems so serious, just like standing there, got their bottle. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, excuse my language, but it's a dick swinging contest in regular clubs yeah, now. Right. I could tell that. I could tell that. Um, yeah. And that's a problem with why a lot of the violence is, 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 yeah. is happening. Ego. Um, um, it is harder. It's way harder to, to control a crowd when there's no dance floor and et cetera. And, I'm speaking from both sides because I came up when there was dance floors. Mm-hmm. Like you had Mansion Elon, Ooh, you had bro. Obsessions, yes. you had Libra, you had Figure Eight, like you you had Opera, like dance yes. floors, dance floors. It was a party. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that you have to transform with time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So nothing against the club owners. I understand why, but I do understand from both sides and me seeing both sides. It is harder for the DJs, the hosts, to curate the experience when everybody is in a section. And then even with the the, the section aspect of things, you got 30 sections in a club, you got 30 sections with 30 different niggas, with 30 different occupations, with 30 different chains, with 30 different clicks, with 30 different crews, with 30 different groups of females. So now, me as a host, section one just bought 10 bottles, I'm gonna pop my shit. What, yeah. well, y'all niggas broke. What, what, what? Section two, like section two, like okay, let me. Right. So it's, it's just like it's it's like it's 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 the same. Can't finish some damn bottles. It's the same stigma as the strip club. You got yeah. ten niggas. One nigga throw five hundred dollars. The DJ gonna be like, okay, that's cool. That nigga just threw five hundred. What you gonna do? Facts. Next nigga throw a band. All it, and and it's generating more revenue for the club. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I completely understand. It's generating way more revenue for the club because now you're getting. You and, and us as regular people and then just the regular people have to understand when there's a dance floor, you have, let's talk on it. you have, let's talk numbers. You have 500 people, 500 people pay $20 to get in. But when there's 20 sections and you have 500 people, every section is spending 750 to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Now forget the door fee. 
the money's going to the bar, mm. which is where the club makes the bulk of their money. So I completely get it, but we have to come to some happy medium because I think if we come to a medium, the violence will stop. Yeah, It will slow down mm. because it's not that many targets. Mm. It's not that many egos. And if you put the section prices at a certain price, you still can, and you still have a dance floor, you still have the mixture of both where people can still ha come and have a good time. They ain't got to be forced to buy a section. Right. Because every club I'm in now has a section. It's, yeah. There's no like dance you floor. Damn near gotta no, have a no that's you the problem. Down, you gotta get a, and gotta get a section. Like you some of them literally don't have a dance that's floor. A, yeah, none. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, but the balance would be dope. Yeah, I, I, but I, I don't think we'll reach that no time soon. Yeah, just yeah. because where where the world is going, where Atlanta is going in general, like everybody in Atlanta is somebody. Yes. So why would I go put a dance floor in the middle of my club just to get? And yet again, club owners don't understand this. The community, the regular people matter. Yeah. But why would I go put a dance floor in the middle of my club when I'm selling out all weekend and I'm making? $30,000 with 30 sections just off of sections, not including the regular people that's going that's going, that's going, going pay to get in the club, not including the regular people that's going to stand in them little walkways mm -hmm. or stand at the bar, not including the extra bottles that each section is going to buy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Not including ones or money that niggas is throwing. Mm. So, I, and, and yet again, like, I, I'm, I'm a businessman at the end of the day, so I understand mm. it completely from the club aspect. I completely do. But I also understand it from the civilian aspect also and the regular people aspect because they want to party. Mm. They can't party if it's 30 sections and there's nowhere to party at. There's no dance floor. Mm -hmm. Wow. D.C. This has definitely been dope. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You my idol, man. I ain't gonna lie nah, to you, bro. When I saw you, I'm like, fire. I want to be the female version of him, bro. Cause like I really so was taken away by out. how you. Yeah, let's hang. You look we, like me. I told we, you, look my brother, man. <laughs> nah, we I definitely need like my cousin or We definitely man. need to pull up to your stuff because it's definitely motivating, inspiration, especially because we work in the club environment and you brought it back to like be original, make it feel good, all that. So it mean a lot to us. So I know it's gonna mean a lot to everybody else. Yeah, definitely. Like like I'm not one of them ones. Like coming up. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have mm. a nigga teaching me the game. I didn't have nobody that took me under their wing and was like, hey, bro, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. I had to learn everything on my fucking own Hell until yeah. I met Ferrari. And when I met Ferrari and Holiday, I was already like in my bag of Fly Guy DC, mm -hmm. which is why I met them. So it's like, I, I and they've and, and they gave me gems. Stewie have gave me gems. Greg have gave me gems. Mm -hmm. Kenny has gave me gems. But it's like the gems came after the fact. Right. Nice. So it's like I always told myself, like any any young nigga in the game, and I can go down a list of hosts that's coming up that I've took under my wing, or niggas that I've gave the game to, or put in position to win, mm -hmm. just because I'm confident in in me. Nobody can duplicate what I do. Nobody can take what I've done. Mm. The day that something is taken from me is because I decided to get that shit up. Period. So it's like like every host that's in the game right now has. Every nigga that, that is younger than me that is, that is on radio have came to me and I've gave them advice or I've told them how to elevate their brand or something of that nature. And they all can be like, yes, he did. For so sure. it's like I always told myself, like, a nigga didn't give me the game. And I felt like niggas didn't give me the game because they felt like I was their competition. Mm. 
Yeah. So mm. I always told myself I wouldn't do that to niggas that's younger than me or people that's under me or or trying to come up. Like I'ma give you the game. Even the niggas that be DMing me, like, hey, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. Now, of course, I'm a realist. I'm not gonna have everybody just around me because I'm not that right. type of person. Like I like my space, but I can give you game via text or via DM or you want to pull up to a club where there's a, a a lot of people. Yeah, I give you the game that way. But just like I, I've learned not to be so giving with my time and my energy mm. in person Fact. unless I feel the vibe is there. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of people get that misconstrued because, oh, I don't want them to be shadowing me or up under me when it has nothing to do with that. Like I'm an individual and a human at the end of the day. And if I don't feel your energy is, is pure, then I'm not going to have you around me. Mm -hmm. So yet again, that's where the asshole comes from. <laughs> I love it. Nah, big respect, man. Nah, hell yeah, man. Listen, this is dope. It was definitely overdue. We yes. appreciate you for being here and just, you know, respecting what we got going on. We respect you. Mm -hmm. um, so final question for this particular interview. Uh, we ask all our guests, what does the word progress mean to you? <sighs> progress. Progress. What does progress mean to me? <laughs> Perfect. Progress means the six Ps. Y'all know the six Ps? Enlighten us. He about this school lunch. <laughs> Enlighten us. Wait, let's make sure I got it right. Uh, progress means the six Ps. Proper, preparation, prevents piss poor performance. Hold up, write that down, write that <laughs> down. Proper, preparation, prevents piss poor performance. That's what progress means to Fly Guy DC. Mm. You so, killed that. Fire. He killed so, that. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate this again. This is dope. No, thank yeah. you all for having me. Like, it's been a pleasure. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like, yep. I see everybody on this. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't salute to y'all. Thank, thank you. Like, like I, I observe everything. Like, everything in, in, in my parameter and, and that is going on in the city. Like, I might not speak on it a lot, but I observe everything. And what y'all doing in the in the the media lane in, in the podcast lane is extremely dope um you all are setting yourselves apart from everybody else because i had the stigma that all podcasts are the same i feel that. like i had the stigma that yeah it's only so much you can tweak and etc mm -hmm. but there's podcasts out there and this is one that has actually shown me that it's not and and salute to y'all like like big ups i wish y'all the best uh, what y'all are doing is incredible. And then, like I said, that the, the, the revolt thing is, is even more better. Like you have a billion podcasts in the world and yours is one that is on a major, major Period. platform. Period. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, man. Not appreciate for sure. that for real. Hell yeah, DC. All right, what should we out, y'all? It's the Progress Report Podcast, okay? The Progress Report. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off. Ba da ba ba ba.